Bunsen, Dolly, Internal, Why do we need Patrick, Oscar, Isaac, Transplanting, Nick, Dave. You know, we were talking about the sizes of viruses yesterday. Oh, yeah, we were, weren't we? I found, that, found that little one. one. Yeah. And we were. Um, and we were talking about there's two types of kind of ways of classifying. One is the physical size of the virus, and there's also the, the amount of information in its genome. Uh, so there are two kind of sizes that are kind of const commonly referred to. And you yeah. thought, what, what was the one you found? Remind me. It was called, let me just go back, it was called porcine circovirus. Porcine circovirus. And that, had, that was tiny. That was only 15 nanometers or so in size. 15, 15 nanometers. That's like about the same size as well, a little bit bigger than the main protein that you find floating around in your blood. So it's almost the size of a molecule. Yeah, I mean, a bit bigger than that. Depends on the size. Well, maybe twice as big. Twice as yeah. big. Um, yeah. Um, so I was looking. You said it was the smallest one. It's not the smallest one, Nick. I looked it up. There's, <laughs> there's a virus called Syracoviridae, which, which is um, a bit bigger physically, but in terms of its genome, encodes for only two proteins. Your last one had three. Really? Yeah, isn't it cool? Whoa! Um, it's only got it's about two kilobases long. So the so the so the deep, the information. It's a bit similar. longer. A bit longer. Yeah. Yes. It's uh, and so that I was reading about it. There's two. It's kind of interesting. There's two kinds of viruses, right? The ones that are replicating RNA and ones that are replicating DNA, right? And so you know, there's always a, you know, if you remember back to I remember um, certainly when I was doing biology at school, you know, there was kind of a debate about whether viruses are kind of alive in the traditional sense or not, because all they're really doing is replicating bits, you know, bits of information. Um, but I had a little look at it. There's a, I found a paper from this gentleman called Robert uh, Belshaw called Viral Mutation Rates. Um, and it's kind of interesting that like, so RNA, um, has a kind of lower fidelity in replication than DNA. Um, and I wondered if you could tell me why, because I don't, I didn't, couldn't really understand why that, that would be true, but apparently they state this like it's obvious. DNA has a, has a shorter. No, it has a, has a higher fidelity replication. So we can, re we can replicate, yeah, we can replicate the information when cells divide in DNA much better than RNA, apparently. I don't know. Um, something to okay. do with the strength of the hydrogen bonds that form behind the nucleotides. Okay, it's possible. Um, but but anyway, but because of that, it's actually affected the um, how much a virus can mutate. So obviously, there's a so obviously viruses need to change um, and they need to evolve, just like you know we do. Well, they don't have to, but they do. Um, and uh, they looked into this. And what's amazing to me is that this paper seems to be quite important. It's been referenced lots of times. Um, it's called, um, but um, it's only it was only written in 2010, so it's a relatively new paper. And in that, they work out the um, substitutions. Uh, what do they call it? Substitutions per nucleotide, per nucleotide per infection per cell infection. They call it the SNC value. Uh, and for the the DNA is about ten to the ten to the minus eight, and uh, RNA is about ten to the minus six. So every million cells that of the um an rna virus infects it will then have a single mutation and about every hundred million cells a dna virus mutates uh it will have um it will it will have a um a mutation so what's really interesting is that what that means is that there's a kind of upper limit on how on how big rna viral genomes can get 
So the information in the, in the RNA can only get so big because basically the mutation rate's too high and then it all just falls apart and stops working. And so there's this kind of tuning balance between having high fidelity, you know, being able to replicate things, you know, well, and also making mutations to evolve and change and adapt to environments. And it's interesting that like, so a lot of the, all of the, the, the really big viruses that we were talking about before are nearly always DNA replicating viruses because, um, because of the error rate in copying DNA is so much better. Um, and so I just thought it was really interesting. Yeah, that is that is interesting. So DNA viruses much bigger because their genome is more stable and RNA viruses have a much less stable genome. So you need to, you know, the relative rate of mutation in a smaller genome is going to be going to be a smaller percentage, basically. Yeah. And then, but then what's really clever, Nick, is they they they, they trick us. So what what they ha what happens? So um, there are single stranded virus. Uh, DNA replicating viruses that because of the the way the the because the DNA isn't duplex it's not coiled up like that traditional view you have of that kind of coil of DNA in your mind um, that means that the replication rate is worse and so therefore you can get all of the RNA viruses in DNA with single standard uh, uh, viruses and the other way round right so RNA viruses now which are the less stable one what they do is they have multiple loops multiple genomes rather than uh, so they get around this fact that they can't have one big bit of information. If their error rate, if the error rate creeps up too high, it falls apart. They just have two of them. So they solve the they solve the problem in different ways. Oh wow, that's fascinating. They double up. They double up. Treble up. Clever little fellas, aren't they? They are amazing little chaps. <laughs> Clever girl. Mm -hmm.